matters episode this is season two episode 13 of fire pro wrestling world the unofficial radio show first off we have to talk about the new announcements and i know that we did that earlier on fire pro wrestling world fridays but let me just repeat it again so everybody can make it clear Starting next week, Thursday, that's on the 27th, we are going to expand to three hours. However, our expansion for Revocate Sports will only be an hour. It will be Fire Pro Wrestling World Thursday. Fire Pro Wrestling World Thursday will now air at 7 o'clock to 8 every Thursday for the next 26 weeks. It will only be a season-based show, but they will allow us to air more uh, uh, live-action shows. So the live-action matches that we will have will take place on Thursday. Any Supercard on any scheduled date will take place either on a Thursday unless notified. That also means that on the 6th, on the 9th and the 10th, that's Fire Pro Wrestling World Thursday and Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. We will not air. So those two days are open days because of holidays. The spring break holidays. Also as well, on that Thursday, our guys channel will air, will air presented shows from Fire Pro Wrestling World. Two particular stories in day. We can tell the story of Montgomery as he went through the league now, and he will premiere very soon for Fire Pro Wrestling World Thursday and Fridays. And that particular day will also include the story that nobody would have believed. Vanishing Point. We will talk about that as this story goes along. It is the story that completes the whole cycle and brings new relevance to the other characters that were a part of both Progress, CZW, and now AEW as it comes to a whole and ahead in this upcoming docu-series. So the two docu-series featuring these wrestlers will all be coming to a head pretty soon. So we'll just let you know how that will come out and how that will be pulled out in the next couple of days. So bringing that to fruition, let us announce these dates and these matches for the next three days starting on Tuesday, not Wednesday. I made a mistake on Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. Starting on Tuesday, 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 that's the 25th, Her Dark Dance is a Fire Pro Wrestling World special. 
Queen's Quest will be on the match marquee uh, against two other wrestlers, against another third candidate. We will make that announcement when the show airs. Jeannie and Sadie Gibbs will face off against Shauna Diamante. Bianca Belair will face off against Shoji Blackheart. Olden Tide will face off against the members of Belladon. The Wonder of Stardom Tower, that's the Tag Team Championship, will be on the line on that day. But because of what happened, that now has been moved to Revolution. Taking that place will be Mayu Iwani versus Sari. So that match is scheduled as the third match after that will be will be the next match before the Kazu Kamura match. Faye Presley, Jamie Hader will face off against Rio and ACM, and then it will be Sari versus Mayu Iwani. Sari, this is Sari's final match before she goes to the WWE and works for NXT. Possibly tagging with Ido Shirai and Kazu will face off against Hannah Kimura in her final match for the Fire Pro Wrestling World Series. Our first show, Thursday night episode one, will take place on February 27th. It is a part of a three-hour showcase. The three-hour showcase is scheduled to air on these day, on this time. 7 and 8 o'clock will be the live-action show. I will tell you the matches on the live-action show. The Gregory Montgomery docuseries will take place right after it for our guy's channel. Our guy's channel will then continue at 10 o'clock with the introduction and the premiere of Vanishing Point. Devon Eriks, this is the Thursday night show. Devon Eriks in a number one contendership match will face off against Yoshihashi and Shibata. Keith Lee and Velveteen Dream will be in action. And then there will be two junior heavyweight titles. Both of them are scheduled to have Dark Heart and Ronnie Asaway as the two main matches there. That is the Thursday show. Now... Episode 20, Revo the Revolution Go Home Show for February 28th. That's the next day. Evil and Sonata will face off against the Blade and the Butcher. Jerry Tech, Mr. Hawkins, and the Young Bucks will face off against Miz and Morrison and two other wrestlers. It is scheduled to be two members of the Corpse of God, Lucas Steele and Nidisawama. They are scheduled to be in that particular match. Two junior heavyweights to matches will be available. Those will be either from the second round because there will be five on, the, on Thursday and five on Friday. So they will be at least the first part of the second round. Kenny Omega and Adam Page will face against in a humongous match. Tetsuya Naito and Roosh. This leads into the Revolution pay-per-view. It will be a six-woman tag. That's the six-woman tag that will the six-woman tag. That's the three women that will be, they, they will face off on February 29th. Two junior heavyweight title match ma uh, second round matches are there. I don't want to forget this. I don't want to forget this. The number one contendership match 
will take place before the U.S. title match. That match will take place after the Women's Tag Team Championship match. So it will be Kenshihiro Asakawa versus um, Kazuki Sakimoto for the number one contendership for the title match for that one. Jay White will be in action. Mr. Cobra and Trevor Darius, the winner of either of those two matches, they will be decided at Revolution. They will de they will either be decided on Revolution or another match. Before the other match is, I am thinking that they will face off as the main event for the Thursday show. And then they will face off against Mr. Crowbar and Trevor Darius for the IWPG Tag Team titles. Isaiah Scott and Ray's Cage will face off in the IWPG Junior Heavyweight Championship and for the 9, 10, and 11 number one, for the 9, 10, and 11 number one competitors, it will be Go Suzaki versus Kenny Omega for the first one. And the next one is Miss the next one is the next one is John Motsley. And the next one is Tetsuya Naito. So Kenny Omega has to face off each of those three wrestlers. After that, then it will be the top five. And we will mention the top five at Revolution. And then for the other shows here, this is the buy-in matches there. Kota Ibushi versus Alexander Hammerstone. There is a stipulation on that. Marty's Girl versus Ricky Starks will be in action. And the OC will face off against the Bullet Club or the Hands of God division of the Bullet Club as well. So, those are the matches that are scheduled for the next three day, the next week. And it is a humongous week. I also am going to make an announcement concerning the 8th of March. It is a Sunday. It is a special edition. We are going, it is called the Unification Match for the Women's World Championship. Five matches are scheduled for that. It will be the last event for the Stardom Girls and the majority of the female wrestlers until mid-March. That needs to be stated. It will be that month until mid-March. We will have an announcement when they are ready to go next week. And within the next couple of weeks when they're ready to go, we start for the women's division. That's to let y'all guys know. So, May 8th, everything there and everything set up. We'll see what happens. Now, let us get to the events that took place last week, starting with NXT TakeOver. NXT TakeOver was Kylie was Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish. They lost the titles to the Broserweights. 
Dan Flair has accepted the challenge against um against Ray Ripley. Bianca Belair and Ray Ripley had a fantastic match for TakeOver, which Ray Ripley was able to hold on to that match, and it was extremely close. Then, in the street fight, it was Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. And Tegan Knox won the match by interference due to, well, actually... It was Dakota. Dakota won this match with help from a woman by the name of Rachel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez. Then it was Feast Your Eyes match. Dakovic and Lee went at it like a bunch of cruiserweights. Can they work a little well? I liked the match, but you know what it was. They should be in the main roster. Lee won the match. Gargano and Baylor was out of control. But Baylor is able to win over Gargano. Clampa. Did everything he could to hold on against Cole, but Cole is just too damn smart. And Cole wins the match by interference from Johnny Gargano. Not a bad show for TakeOver Portland. Let's go to Raw, February 17th. Alistair Black defeats... Eric Rowan with the black mask. Riddick Moss defeats Bojo Raleigh to be retained as WWE 24-7 championship. Drew McIntyre wins with the Claymore over Montel Vontarius Porter. Angel Garza versus Bob, with Bobby Lashley versus Humberto Kuda and Rusev. Bobby Lashley, Angel Garza, uh, uh, Angel Garza wins. Kyrie Zine versus Natalia. Kyrie Zine wins by pin out. Carl Anderson versus Ricochet. Ricochet wins by pins fall with recoil. Offers of pain. Kevin Owens and the Viking Bears win by disqualification, presumably, although no finish has been officially announced. That's crazy. Let's go to the dark reaction from February 10th, or February 18th. Chris Sander is fishing off to fight uh, uh, Nala Rose. Santa Lander defeats Diamante. The best friends uh, wins over TH2. Big Swole wins over Chrissy Janes. Uh, Young Bucks win over QT Marshall and Peter Avalon. Moving on to the NST results. Jordan D11 retains the title over Leo Rush. Uh, there was no Austin Theory match. It was Grizzled Young Barons defeating Raw Medoza and Joking Wild. 
The Broserweights defeated Onke Loran and Danny Birch. Keep Lee defeated Kona Reeves. Chelsea Green defeated Kaylin Carter via pinfall. And then Bianca Belair challenges Charlotte Flair. Great match here. A good match here between Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong. And Velveteen Dream defeated him by pinfall. But then there was the attack. And folks, the best show of the whole week was the one from the finally big stage at the State Farm Arena in LA, in Atlanta, not far from Baker Street. Never take a man's pot. The bat, the, here is how the World Tag Team Championship number one contenders battle royale went. SCU was eliminated by the Dark Order. Then the Beaver Boys were eliminated by the Young Bucks. Then the Private Party were eliminated by Powell and Powerful. Jurassic Express are eliminated by somewhere, by somehow in there. Best Friends are eliminated by Butcher and the Blade. Butcher and the Blade eliminated by Powell and Powerful. And then the Young Bucks win to become the number one contenders for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. A short match between Shannon and Satterlander where Satterlander wins. Then it became Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley. An absolute better match than they had a couple of years ago over in APJW, over at New Japan Pro Wrestling. This was a fantastic match. John Moxley wins by pinfall with a small package. He didn't use his finisher. That is crazy. Darby Allin comes in, starts fighting the, all the others. And Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega versus the Lucha Brothers. Um, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix for the World Championship of the Tag Teams. <sighs> Great match again here. And then the first steel cage match. What can I tell you about this steel cage match but to say the MVP of this steel cage match was the actual steel cage. This was the scariest damn thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, the elimination chamber was scary. And the Hong Kong elimination chamber, nobody should be. No, 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 folks. That was just crazy. That was just bad house, bad house craziness, and all the rest of it. This one brought fear back into the pro wrestling world for steel cage matches. There's a reason why the Japanese don't do it that often. This was the first one, and it was a special one, and nobody got out of it unscathed. Why? Because this was a three-star match if it was just going to be a normal match. But the way this storyline went through, and the way the wardrobe was put up, and the way Wardlow did everything to Cody, and the way that once Cody bled, he started showing his strength as he was 245. Because if he was 245, this one would have gotten a little bit higher in the rankings. But Cody Rhodes, madman as he is, 
that a goddamn moonstone broke his pinky toe. That's all he broke a pinky toe. They're going to use that in the match to show you why they're called Lucha Royal Road. That's what that's their style of wrestling. And he wins the match by that one. That's how you defeat a big guy like that. What a creep. What an ending. And MJF and on Anderson playoff history and all the rest of it. And MJF getting thrown over the damn place. And the heel said, the madman. He actually did it. Like the, the evil guy in most anime. When he get there, this can't be possible. Like they used to do back in the comics industry back for several years before the investors and the speculators started ruining it in 1993. And the whole thing with uh, uh, Doomsday, the final battle, everybody doing Armageddon and all the rest of that BS. But Cody Rhodes in 2020 being a baby face of baby faces in this most shaded society that we have today is a breath of fresh air. And it tells me that a lot of people can't write Superman as good as they think they can write Superman, with the exception of Dan Diallo, who can write Superman when he gives a damn. That will tell you a lot. Fantastic show AEW had. Fantastic. Impact Wrestling, JTP defeated Josh Alexander, Willie Mack defeated Johnny Swinger, Madison Rain defeated Maserati, Max Street, Eddie Edwards defeated Mac, uh, Michael Elgin, Rhino defeated David Chris, and Ace Austin defeated, and Real Scum defeated Tommy Dreader, Jay McGuire, and Tessa Blanchard in the Impact side of the thing. So... That, oh, I don't want to forget, we have SmackDown results. SmackDown results. The Usos, The New Day, Bobby, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler, John Morrison, and The Miz. It was all over the damn place. Good match here. The Usos and New Day win. Tucker confronts Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose is conflicted. Lacey Evans target the Elimination Chamber to get her revenge. And possibly a chance for the championship. Braun Strowman and Elias versus Inji Nakamura and Cesaro. You should see the aftermath of what happens when he uses the power slam of the Oklahomic right on Braun uh, on Shinji Nakamura. Head got busted open. King Corbin prepared to end robbery with Roman Reigns. Finally! Bella Twins are announced as the Hall of Fame inductees, which led into Daniel Bryan versus Heath Sailor, where he shows why he is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Then, number one contenders match, Naomi versus Carmella. There's an issue I have with Carmella. She is fit. She knows how to wrestle. She can run the ropes. She gets gassed too easily. That's her main problem. She gets gassed too easily. Naomi 
was flying all over the damn place. And she is just, she is just better. She's just better. And the better woman finally wins. Naomi will face off against Bailey in Riyadh on Thursday. Goldberg spares the thing, fiend. Okay, that's how it ended. So that's how the show ended. Okay, let's go to the ratings for... Yeah, here we are. The ratings starting from... Let's get this right. We're rating starting from Monday. Dr. E entertain. Let the first two hours. 2.67. 1. 2.559. And then was in fourth place for the third hour at 2.082. That's pretty much what happened on that day. Then for Wednesday, the Democratic National Convention did a number on everybody with another 7 million. And then 11th hour with Williams went for 4 million. Uh, Real Housewives was at third, college basketball, Nets. But AEW at 893, let's put it at 900 even. Let's put it at 900 even. Look at their women's division here for one short thing. 18 on one side, 08 on the other. Then for NXT, it was 794. 18 on one, which pretty much was the same, but a 14 on the other defeated their 08. Do you know why? Bianca Belair. That's it, Bianca Belair. That's it. Bianca Belair. There it is, folks, right there. There's your evidence, Bianca Belair. But it was a 974. They were basically even on every single one. Basically even on every single one with the only exception that they won in the persons by one and a good margin on the female younger, skewing younger. If it skews younger, it skews a little urban, according to um, Nielsen. According to Nielsen, when it comes to these ratings here. And in the Friday scheduled uh, network scorecard, also from Show Buzz Daily, Friday Night SmackDown, stated an 05 for the youngers, an 05 for everyone else, and for the adults, an 0.9, which means it stayed there. A 5 in the male, a 3 and a 2 went down to 50 under. It was a 2.54. It was a 2.542 and a 2.5438. It wasn't anything there. It was pretty much the same for that one. So the next one is John Cena, and we'll see where that goes. But pretty much it has been saying the same way from the whole jump. So pretty much it was the go-home show for that one, and those are the ratings there. 
Russell Nam has recently released something about AEW and NXT throughout the first 18 weeks of the program. And the interesting thing enough is that Bianca Belair is a huge star in the ratings there and skews the ratings on the other side. None of the males from the NXT side even appear on that particular end, but Cody is one of the stars. Um, the inner circle as a whole is bigger, and none of their two of their females make it there. One of them is Satellander, the other is Britt Baker. Uh, none of the males from the NXT is there. Most of the males who are in a program are in the top. Jericho's in the top. Cody and MJF, and then Moxley, and then a couple of others are there. Omega is surprisingly is not there, even though he's in the majority of the marquee. And pretty much he's saying that he's trying to get the younger guys over. But as you can see, Bianca Belair is a star. That's basically what they're saying. So they see what other people are seeing, and it pretty much he brings the day to the table. So what will that do? I think the money match they could do right after WrestleMania is Bianca Belair versus Lacey Evans if she decides to go to SmackDown. That's fascinating, folks. A whole lot of fascinating. Okay, folks. Um, that's pretty much it for this show. I just want to remind you that we are now expanding to... I, it, we could talk about Jim Cornette and this whole thing with Baron Coburn and the whole like. Well, I don't want to do that today because it makes no sense. It does not help any Matt. It does not help anybody. It really doesn't help at all. What it does is continue the BS lines that everybody has been doing. So, folks, we're not going to discuss that issue. It, 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 it's not, it does not help us, it does not help us, it does not help the business, it's just more pandering to those that want, they want to pander in their own bubbles, and it just continues the BS that has caused a lot of problems in the business as of right now, so I don't want to Involve so much of myself in that BS. Before we go, I did not want to I did want to remind you of the results for Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays for uh, episode 19, year two. I want to. I don't want to forget that one. It was in the junior heavyweight match. It was Izanagi defeating Cho in 21 minutes 10 seconds with a high kick. Yo defeated Sonico in 26 minutes, 33 seconds with the five-star clutch. Kazu and Maiwani defeated uh, Miko Soriyama and Chicharito Hatamoto in 14 minutes, 35 seconds with the Northern Lights suplex. And then Jake Hager, in a fascinating match, lost to Dasuke Sakimoto in 12 minutes, 58 seconds with the... Uproot German suplex. That was the one there. But like I said before, it's not going to help help anybody it, it, it get where they want to go. It's just not going to do that. So, do you want super call? So, 
Those are the events. Those are the matches. Next week, we're going to talk about all the things that have happened, the docking, and then we're going to take a look at the two docu-series that we're doing, that our guys' channel is helping out in doing with that particular show. And then we are also going to talk about a lot of the things concerning with um, the rest of the business and how it will move forward. Um, some good news in, before we leave, we like to send uh, send our congratulations to Kari Hojo. No longer Kari Hojo or Kari Singh. Well, officially, Kojo is is officially gone now. We don't know her new, uh, her that's her um, maiden last name. She recently got married. She had to go back to Tokyo to get the marriage done and all the rest of it. Kept it private. We wish her the best. Ido Sharar wished her the best and all the rest of it. So we all here at Rebel K Sports wish her the best and congratulations for her on that one. As you also heard, uh, Sari is now heading to the WWE and she will be reporting to Orlando where she will be training with all the wrestlers plus the Rod's daughters, Simone. And she will be rest, and she will start her the, the, to go to NXT pretty damn soon. Uh, Jeff Cobb has been given a contract. Sign on the dotted line, brother. The big boys are coming. Now there's no excuse. The big boys are coming. Let's see what they can do. And there's a lot more there. You heard about the injury to Shinji Nakamura. And a whole lot more as we head towards that particular thing. And then um, we'll have more information as it becomes available for more news in that as well. We, there's also been a rumor that ESPN might be buying WrestleMania this year and the upcoming years as they are going to a over-the-top pay-per-view model. And they're in talks with ESPN. And I'm not surprised they're going to be in talks with Fox Sports and they're going to be in talks with NBC in producing that content. So three different content providers hold three different aspects of the wrestling business. That's wild. That's absolutely wild. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week on an all-new episode of Fire Pro Wrestling World, the unofficial radio show. Don't forget, we are on Instagram at Sports. Twitter on Retrocade Sports. We will soon have the website ready to go in a couple of days. And our guy's channel will be the home for both the live and the docu-series. Parts of the docu-series will not be shown, but most of the docu-series will be talked about and all the rest of it as well. So thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next week on an all-new episode. Take care, and have a nice day, everyone. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you guys next week. When you look for champions, you always look to Rebel Kids Sports.